The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Joanne Mercier. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Dom. Hi, everybody. And Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? Very well, thanks. Uh, so here we are, folks. We are separated by at least, uh, Joanne and I, at least dozens of miles, Father Corey and uh, the rest of us, uh, hundreds of miles. We are outside the range of whatever viruses seem to be traveling about. Uh, although but We are I still to- watching <laughs> for the internet coronavirus, which <laughs> yes. we'll talk about that here in a little bit. True. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we're, 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 although we, have, we are experiencing some, uh, some Skype issues, which might be because everybody is now telecommuting and uh, putting some load on Skype servers. And we're going to talk a little bit about this today. I know you might be overloaded on coronavirus, COVID-19, or whatever we call it nowadays, uh, news. Uh, But I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the tech angle and some aspects of that, 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 some useful information as opposed to scary stuff. And and the the first thing I want to say in regards to this is, don't panic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very right. good advice. Right. This is not the black This is death. not the zombie outbreak you've been looking for. <laughs> right. This True. is not uh, it's not influenza yet. Now, I, I don't I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to dismiss it either. I've I talked to my doctor yesterday at a doctor's appointment. We had a chat about it. I've talked to others. You know, this is not yet as serious as like not many people have died of the flu, but it does it's also we don't have a we don't have a cure, we don't have a vaccine, when we don't even really have good testing for it yet. And so it's it's a dangerous, but not apocalyptic situation. Okay, well, I know the concern you know compared to something like SARS a few years ago and N1H1 is it is spreading faster than those did. It is yes. covering much more of the world. Um, oh yeah, looking at look, looking you know for example looking at a map uh, map of the United States right now where that Johns Hopkins map which we'll talk about. Yep, I think you know. There's maybe five or six states, which Montana is one of them, that currently, as we record this, does not have a no, known uh, outbreak yet. You know, Father Corey, I'm, I'm a little jealous right now of you out yeah. in Montana there. <laughs> yeah, really. Those of us who are living under a state of emergency over here yes. on this side of the yeah. country. Yeah. That, uh, Montana's looking better and better every, every day, I got to say. And Maine. Oh, always Maine does. Maine actually looks good. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this. So the, the first thing I want to mention is this, uh, this. It's kind of an amusing article. I started with something a little funny um, from the New York Times, how the rich are dealing with coronavirus differently from the rest of us, uh, where they have concierge doctors treating them and testing them, and uh, they're, they're taking yachts and chartered planes places instead of first class on commercial airlines and stuff like that. I just oh, thought brother. it was hysterical. Uh uh, you know, you know the the writer, the the author of this article, was just upset that it's not him or her that has <laughs> yeah. the mm. private doctor and the the private jet and the right. private yacht. And, hey, and did and did we expect not this to be a thing? Right. You know that somebody would come up with it as a thing for the rich because the rich always, you know, if people have the means, people can find 
you know, that they can find a charter plane and they can also buy out an entire warehouse of toilet paper. So, I mean, (laughs) really. Well, and some of this stuff is products that are already on the market that are outside the price range of normal people like you and I. So instead of a $4 bottle of hand sanitizer, it's a $35 bottle of uh, specialty luxury uh, Lotion hand sanitizer with, (laughs) you know, Paris blossoms and, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So it, I just thought it was kind of funny. It's I'll put a link to it. You can you can check out the the article if you want to be amused at it. I, I don't begrudge anyone spending their money that they earned however they want. That's fine. I'm, that, that that doesn't bother me. But I just thought it was interesting. Uh some other interesting like a a technology aspect is uh it, it's interesting to me that there are airlines running empty planes around Europe right now during the outbreak because the European Union rules are that if they don't fly the routes, they lose them. If the airlines don't keep planes flying, and so they're wasting thousands of gallons of fuel, climate change, anyone? <laughs> to, mm, yeah, to, exactly. You know, and so somebody ought to waive the rule for a little bit while we're- Yeah, that concerns me on, on a whole bunch of levels. Why would you want to keep these people flying around in these tin cans, even though the air is supposed to be okay, but the surfaces- are what well, you need to work. Why do you want to keep doing that just to keep your space in line? I think the EU right. should, you know, say, look, we're going to just suspend this for right now, and everybody right. gets their stuff back in like eight, eight to ten weeks. Exactly, right. and whatever it is, they'll suspend it for however long. So, well, and that's so, that's yeah. the that's the challenge. You know, it, it's one sign though of the challenge with something like this of how are the governments going to respond? Yes, not just to mm-hmm. the big you know health crisis, but everything that tails off of that, like say airlines. People aren't flying right now or, you know, the numbers of people flying have dramatically dropped because of concerns about this. Right. So maybe we should think about the rules that we force these airlines to operate under in response. Yes. And, you know, other industries like restaurants and like I was just saying to my wife this morning. So all of these companies are having people work from home. Uh, which is which is fine and great. Hey, I love working from home. I I work from I've worked from home for a while now. But uh, what about all of these small businesses then in business districts that make all their money off of selling lunch to workers? You know, mm-hmm. they're they're going to ha- have a big drop in the amount of people coming in. This is going to have ripple effects outward, even yeah. if we oh, yeah. don't all get sick. You know, but the, the even the precautions have have repercussions. So that's something to consider. But let's talk a little bit about this. Some of the specifics for us as individuals. So the first thing mm-hmm. is we need to be able to get good, accurate news about what's going on. Um, and well, <laughs> sorry that I chuckle at that. Yeah. Oh, we well, both did. Believe one me. of those sources <laughs> is this great website from the Johns Hopkins uh, University. Uh, which is a you know a grade A class one health uh, organization, and they have a website, uh, the coronavirus COVID nineteen global cases. Uh, it's like a dashboard, and it has all these charts, and we'll tell you mm. at a glance total confirmed cases around the world, and then broken down by country, total deaths, total recovered, and then this really great graph, which I, I got to give Jimmy Aiken credit for, for put, uh, finding this and pointing to me, which shows. Over time, the number of cases total, like current cases, and how in China it has leveled off, and it appears mm-hmm. to be heading toward a leveling off worldwide, perhaps. We'll have to wait and see. It's not quite taken the turn yet. Um, but it, this, is the, this is where you go to get the accurate numbers every day. It's updated, I think, several times a day even uh, for 
what's actually going on with the number of cases and stuff. Because there's so much stuff flying around, so much inf- claims, memes, links to uh, various questionable sources. Yep. This is the actual data here. Mm. So that's that's. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Because one of the things that we've been warned about is that there's a fake version of this map going around. Mm-hmm. Yes, I um, heard about that. And let me see where that is uh, here. And that's, that's right. That's where I made the joke about the internet coronavirus because mm-hmm. it actually it it basically looks like a screenshot of this actual site, the real right. site, but, but it's got a uh, yeah. it's got a virus, computer virus on the back end of it. So as soon as you log into that it, new site, it downloads malware. Right. Yep. It was only a matter of time. Right. So you know we we have the the actual good link so if you want to find the real link go to uh our our show notes at sqpn.com/technology uh do not go to the the bad link this is the bad link don't go to this corona-virus-map.com that's probably the site's probably down by now but don't try it because that's a bad idea yeah. uh don't get don't get malware uh go to official websites you know mm-hmm. go to the world health organization website go to the CDC website. Make sure it's .gov on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Don't go to yeah. the CDC is is not at .com. So those are those are good places to get the the base information. And I have a tip, especially for for people that are in states that have um, that are already under state of emergency. Go to either the government site or go to your local station site, but. Go for the governor's briefings. Don't watch what's on the six o'clock news where they give mm-hmm. you a, a seven second snippet of the right. highlights of everything. If you want to hear everything that's going on in your state, listen to the governor and the health department themselves tell you what's going on. Right. Because they've got the accurate info. Look for the full recording of the press conferences and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, it, the, if you go to your state.gov in Massachusetts, it's mass.gov, you know, that sort of thing. That's where you'll get accurate information from your state and won't get scammed. I mean, ultimately, the the most important thing you can do is go find the primary information. Right. Correct. Go find the source of information that is from a legitimate source, like Johns Hopkins Hospital, mm-hmm. or um, again the the state government, um, World Health Organization, all these legitimate first primary source. Right. Uh, providers yes mm-hmm. and because the, the media they i don't think <laughs> we, there's such a skepticism to the media in the in the states today and, and with good reason they're more interested in selling soap than they are telling the truth it seems like or and they want you to watch the commercials and get outraged so you watch more of their channels so you watch more commercials etc cetera, etc cetera. or selling a particular political point of view sometimes so if you want to go mm-hmm. that yeah. way too that and it's too. it and that, you know and, yeah too the, the much of the look of the coverage it, i've seen has been really like Oh, how is this politician dealing with it? You know, and yeah. with this news, like I don't care how the politician. I want. Uh, how are we dealing with this yeah. dangerous, you know, disease? That's what I. I don't care how it affects their election chances. You know, stop, right. stop uh, campaigning for and against. Uh, mm. So you're right. Go to the primary sources. Be very, be very wary of anything that looks like weird dot coms and weird. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, just th- that seem a little too hokey. Um, and also, uh, another bit of advice, stuff that's shared on social media, stuff that even the, even though it looks like it's, oh, I, you know, I heard this so-and-so from such-and-such a place say this. Well, take it with a grain of salt. 
you, I mean, you have, unless you know that person, <laughs> you don't know mm-hmm. who that is. And right. just like in 2016, during that election, we had third party foreign actors, whether states or other groups, try to spread misinformation to undermine our election. They're trying to undermine our country by spreading misinformation about this disease now. So Correct. just be skeptical of, of things. Don't be too credulous. Um, and, and don't be dismissive either. That's the other thing is, is this is not just the flu. This is not just so, you know a simple, th- this is more than the flu, but it's also not the bubonic plague. <laughs> Uh, let's right. talk. Let's talk a little bit about how to keep your tech clean. Uh, Apple has issued uh, official information on how to keep your iPhone clean, and, and presumably your iPad would fall under the same guidelines since your iPad mm-hmm. is basically. And this probably a- applies to most other phones, although different right. manufacturers use different coatings. So you probably want to check with your the manufacturer of your mm-hmm. phone first. But uh, in general, Apple says it's okay to use Clorox disinfecting wipes as a brand or a wipe that has 70% isopropyl alcohol uh, right. on it, um, which is good. That's that, that, that don't, don't immerse your phone in, in any liquid. Yeah. Don't just take a bottle of isopropyl alcohol and drop and your phone in it. it. That's, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad idea. Bad idea. Don't you, uh, and, and um, be judicious with it. Like, yeah, keep your thing clean, but don't overdo it. Uh, and don't mm-hmm. use harsh cl- cleansers because your phone, especially the screen, has a coating on it that mm-hmm. is applied at the factory. And over time, that coating will wear off. I mean, the old, as the phone ages, that will wear off. But but uh, putting these cleaners on it too much or too harsh of a cleaner will wear it out, and your phone will mm-hmm. will will the 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 coating that keeps the grease and stuff off of it will wear away, and and you don't want to do that. So, yeah. um, but. Keep your phone clean. Keep your your technology clean that way. You can use the same sorts of things on your uh, keyboard, uh, your your mouse, your trackpad, um, the the screen on your computer. I, I there are uh, specific cleaners made for computer monitors. Those would be better. Do not use Windex or anything no. that's ammonia or bleach based. That's really bad. And and I don't know about Zag protectors. I know a lot of people even though the phones supposedly have a, a good screen, a lot of us put protectors on right. them. I've been trying mm-hmm. to look up Zag to see what they suggest, but I think if you have a glass one like I do, I think the Clorox wipes Clorox wipes are still going to be right. okay for that as well. Right, You're just even better. be careful with yeah. liquid and technology. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just, just be careful. Apple says turn the phone off, which yes. I, I think not just you know, like uh, make it dark, but like turn it all the way off. I'll be honest, I don't always do that, but I'm also I, very careful. I'll admit, I don't think I've ever cleaned my phone where I've actually turned it off. But that being said, you, know, you use something more like a, you know, an alcohol wipe or a Clorox mm. wipe or something yeah. like that. You're probably it's just, yeah. it's Even if a little bit gets in there, it's going to evaporate so quick, it's not right. a concern. Right, right, exactly. But it's, uh, I mean, it, it's interesting. These are things we should have been doing anyways you know like cleaning your phone how often do we do more than just oh, oh my screen's a little dirty so i'll get you know i'll get the wipe out and get, kind of clean it off a little bit you know i'll, ad- I'll admit it i you know i spill a little peanut butter on mm-hmm. there i I'll, I'll lick it off and wipe it ew <laughs> remind me not to touch your phone thanks no ah, that's kidding. my trick i can no one wants to touch my phone <laughs> just kidding i mean it's, it's not like we we hold these things to our ears anyways you know yeah. when we're talking on well 
Yeah, and let's be honest. A lot of people use their phones in various rooms of the house with you know that, that are dirty. Your phone is probably a pretty dirty thing, and you should be cleaning it mm. regularly anyway. It's like your, every, your like phone every day. And, yeah, and then, in fact, I thought I think I saw once like like your computer keyboard is the dirtiest thing in any office or home. Hmm. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. in the home, I think That'd the kitchen sponge is worse. But uh, <laughs> but the, the, the you you should be cleaning these things already. And this is I saw a meme that uh, speaking of memes that said uh, it's the 20th century and we're still te- or 21st century we're still teaching people how to wash their hands. But you know, the fact is we should have been doing this all along and this is good practice. We should, a good reminder for us to be doing these things. Um, All right. So the next thing I want, you know, so the, so click, keep your tech clean. Um, One of the things I want to mention is from the Catholic point of view, uh, some issues. One of the things that came up was um, going to mass. You're Mm -hmm. when you're in mass, you're with a, you're with a lot of other people and often Older folks, most of us, our, our churches are full of uh, lots of older folks who are more susceptible to disease and stuff. Now, in Italy, in, in Rome, that started first, but in I think throughout Italy now, the whole country's on lockdown. Mm-hmm. They, they've canceled masses until, or public masses until April yep. 2nd, just before Palm Sunday. Um, there are private masses that are, people are able to go to. And uh, I, I have to say, I, I don't think we're at that point yet here in this country. I don't think there's any no. place in this country no. that's yet at the point where we have to worry about not going to mass. Uh, although there is a bishop out west, and I've got uh, a link to, I'll have a link to an article um, that has how certain different dioceses are, are dealing with this. But there's a, there's a uh, diocese out in the western uh, uh, U.S., I think in San Jose, who basically the bishop there, Bishop Cantu, dispensed anyone who's in the greater risk of health issues from mm. going to mass uh, while Good. under these circumstances. So people over the age of 50, like I, I which is kind of, I find, I find it odd to be in this, these categories now. Oh, uh, tell me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm in that. I, when they keep saying the elderly over 60, I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, yeah I just buddy. don't fit that category, <laughs> but uh People with health conditions, including cardiovascular disease, diabetes, mm. cancer, heart disease, chronic lung diseases, people with severely weakened immune systems. My, I, to be honest, my eight, my seven year old daughter has uh, an asthmatic condition. It's not quite asthma. And the doctor has said in the past, if she gets a bronchial di- you know, infection of any kind, she might have to be hospitalized. So be very careful. I mean, in the, under mm-hmm. those circumstances, we're we're being extremely cautious now. That's not keeping us away from mass, but I'm telling my kids, we go to church, don't use the holy water font. Just, yeah, I know they're being clean, mm-hmm. but just don't. Eyes are empty. Yep. Actually and, empty. And if, and if you, when you're in the pew, don't hold on to the back of the pew. You know what I mean? Don't like rest, your, or, or what I see some little kids do, they rest their mouth on it because Ooh. they're at that height. Mm, no, don't do that. Uh, in fact, maybe we might even bring some wipes and wipe it down just because. Uh, frankly, it'd be nice if churches took that initiative and started started uh, cleaning. But that said, you know, obviously, um, a lot of places have suspended the the sign of peace, the handshake mm-hmm. or hugging. Um, I was a little disappointed this past Sunday. The priest didn't even stop at that point to do the sign of peace, uh, and I was disappointed because I wanted to do the Vulcan hand salute to my <laughs> wife. Everybody I, wants to do that right I told, now. <laughs> I told her I was going to do it, and I was like really disappointed. And she kind of looked at me with the eye roll. Uh, when when it, we rolled right by the sign of peace, I'm like, oh. Well, um, it's in our, our diocese. They just yesterday put out a letter. Um, and one of the things they, the, our bishop is doing is he suspended uh, communion by the chalice. Yep. At, at, right. for, 
until this is all kind of said and done. Uh, he recommended, uh, he said, you know, sign a piece without physical contact. So the Vulcan sign a piece. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just taking the, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Unless you get, unless you take the option not to do the sign a piece, people are going to shake hands. Right. Mm. There is no way to, I, I it just, it's force of habit. If nothing else, yeah. I could stand on my head up there at the altar saying, don't shake hands, don't shake hands, don't shake hands. And, People are going to shake hands. That's just how it is. Well, on this side of the country, they really, at least the ones I've experienced the last couple of weeks, people have really been, you know, putting their hands in front of them, at least bowing to others or waving. Right. So yeah. I, at least here, they're getting the message. You might have an odd one that will. Well, up here in the know. Northeast, we're God's frozen people. So we, we, we having people shake hands with strangers is is hard enough as it is. So it's not That's that true. unusual. Uh, although, Father Corey, up in Montana, I can imagine having some government official telling people not to. Uh, Shake hands. We'll get make some want to shake hands. <laughs> I, I've, I mean, let, let's put it this way: without getting into too much detail, I've tried to correct things that happen here liturgically that would make Joanne absolutely cringe. <laughs> and they basically look at me and go, "We're still going to do that." Wow. Yeah. And I mean, is is blunt of no? I'm still going to keep doing this because I like doing this. It's like, no, yeah. you don't get it. That's not what the liturgy is about. So, getting convincing people not. To shake someone's hand during the sign of peace. That's hard. People are going to do it even if I don't give. I guarantee you, I will have a parishioner who is going to offer someone else the sign of peace with a handshake, even after me explaining we're not doing the sign of peace at all to prevent the spread of disease. Right. I feel it's going to happen. Now, I want to mention something that that came up uh, that that, uh, there's been some talk in some some prominent church uh, cler- clergymen, shall we say, without calling anybody out personally, who've been re- criticizing the decision to not hold public masses in Rome uh, and now mm-hmm. the re- I think the rest of Italy uh, for a month as unprecedented and uh, lacking in faith. And I have this article that someone passed around or someone wrote about there is some precedent for this. In 1918, during the pandemic flu, uh, there was in Zamora, Spain, the bishop there rejected calls to uh, suspend masses. And what ended up happening was that Zamora had a peak death rate at that in that time period of 10 percent, whereas the mortality in all of Spain at the, wow. at the same time was three point eight percent. I mean, it's not lacking like, from my point of view. It is not lacking in faith to use the tools that God gave you. To, to do things mm-hmm. it, it's like the old the old joke about you know the guy who's the the flood is coming and he keeps saying no no god's gonna come and save me god's gonna come mm-hmm. and save me to the boat and the helicopter and yep. you know the whole thing and then the, he dies and goes to heaven and god says why you know uh, he says to god why didn't you save me and god says well i sent the truck the boat and the plane why didn't you take any of those uh, yeah so, exactly so with, this is our uh, you know god has given us this, it's 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 okay it's okay it's not the end of the world to pray with your family at home. Well, it is not a lack of faith to not receive the Eucharist under extreme circumstances. I think there's some real concern about the medical system in Italy, and that's why the church made mm-hmm. this step, that they might not mm-hmm. have the ability to handle it if it's right. not controlled now. And and not right. just Italy. Uh, there's uh, this this great chart that's going around that shows, like, if there are a, a lot of cases at once, even not severe, like like life-threatening cases, but just severe cases flood into the into the hospitals all at once it will overwhelm the healthcare system mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. we want to avoid anything right. that 
can have a lot of people going to the right. doctor at once. And, right. and that's one of the things we're trying to avoid. Well, or I was going to say right now, Italy is the second most for confirmed cases. Yeah. And over it's something 10, like 12,000 cases. We have a little over 1,100 cases in the United States. So, yeah. Yeah. And Italy had a, like, they went from 100 nationwide to 1,000 in two days and then, wow. and then has risen. Now, some of that is we're, we're, the people were already sick. We just have mm-hmm. tested more people. So be prepared for the American number to jump, but that's going to be because, be because we're testing more people. We're just finding yeah. the ones that are already infected. So, Joanne, what were you going to say? I think we have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, you know, Italy right now is in is under a much bigger crisis than we are. So, of yeah. course, mm-hmm. to us, it wouldn't make sense. But saying that, I could see possibly going forward places in the United States where this may have to happen. Oh, right. Not the entire United States. I right. could never see the entire bishops conference saying we're just going to shut it down for a while. But I could see dioceses that might be in areas that need to be controlled say, okay, we may have to do this for 14 days a month, whatever. I mean, as right. a, as a, as a fair director of faith formation right now, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to have the last part, you know, a couple of classes for, right. you know, in the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks, but I'm waiting because I use a school building to see mm-hmm. if the school itself We'll, be we'll have to close yeah. for one reason or another. So I'm, right. you know, I'm not going to turn around and be a reactionary and say, well, I'm just going to close everything and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm going to wait and see what's prudent. And I think that's what God would want us to do. God right. would want us, to, you know, God's body and blood is not going to hurt us. But on the other hand, the germs all around us might. So we have to be <laughs> <Yeah>. careful. <laughs> and I, I, I think we need to explicitly state uh, something that, uh, Against an old wives' tale, yes, you can get a disease by receiving from the chalice after someone who has received it. There's not right. enough of the alcohol in the right. accidents of wine to sterilize it. Right, right. You, if, if you happen to take a, take a sip of the precious blood in the same place where someone had just that had the flu, you can get the flu from that. Right. You really can. And the precious blood and the and the the, the Eucharist the, the the Eucharist itself is not magic, not a magic pill, no. not a magic potion. Don't treat it like that. It, it's holy, and there's a difference. And so right. you have to we have to keep that in mind. Uh, so we have faith, but that doesn't mean you know <laughs> the the history of humanity and history of Christianity. Good people do have bad things happen to them, and yes. so it's up to us to be. God gives us both faith and reason. To, right. to, to get through life. Uh, so that's important. Uh, I want to cover a couple more things in this, re- in this realm. Uh, one thing, a lot of people are working from home, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or yep. the kids are at home. Uh, a lot of colleges having kids work, uh, doing classes from home. Uh, uh, we've noticed, we do these shows over Skype. We've noticed yep. uh, just now, while we're recording, some uh, the issues that might be the show that Skype is under heavy load. So that you right. keep keep that in mind. Skype is always completely stable on a good day. Ha ha ha. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the strobe light effect is getting to me over here. Yeah. So uh, it's just something to keep in mind. There are there are a number of options. Zoom, the Google Hangouts is still there. It's I don't know how long, much longer that'll be available as a service, but uh, there are there well, is and, there are several different services that are out there, some for pay and some for free. And so that's just something and, to keep in mind. And a lot of the, big, the bigger corporations, they have dedicated 
programs, yeah. software that they use. So, I mean, it's it's not like, uh, you know, Microsoft and Facebook, two companies, by the way, which have been pushing for all their employees to work from home. Right. Um, it's not like they're saying they're you know, overwhelming Skype, although Microsoft obviously would use Skype since Microsoft owns Skype. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but I can see the- Google now, re, you know, resurrecting Hangouts for a while. Because right. They're going to need another platform because all these platforms are not, you know, spaceless. There's got to be a, a limit somewhere. Mm-hmm. So what be are, nice what because the- I, I always like Google Hangouts. Yeah. One of the things to keep in mind is is how this is going to affect our culture in general. Go if this lasts for any length of time. You know, if if we if there's been lots of talk in recent years about how we need to solve some of our climate issues, our traffic issues, and all those things by having more people work from home. Mm-hmm. Shift the culture to say, you know, there are there are they they estimate that about thirty percent of the workforce could work from home. That their work involves things that doesn't require them. Like if you're if you're a waiter, you you can't wait tables from home, you know, <laughs> or a plumber, oh. or yeah, or a steel worker. Those things you got to be on location. But there are plenty of jobs like mine or office jobs where you could work from home. And I I wonder we've we've got a couple different articles that talk about this that this could really, depending on how long it goes on, shift the culture to 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 be more amenable, more. Uh, uh, What's the word I'm trying to find? To 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 more encouraging to companies mm-hmm. to allow more people to work from home. What do you guys think of that? Or more understanding, because I'll get from people, yeah, you really work at home. Wink, wink. Right, right. Um, and when I first started in in church ministry, no one had an office for me. So where else was I going to work but home? So mm-hmm. I have most of the most of the places I've been. I usually try to work one or two days at home because of distance. I never work within 10 miles of where I live. So, and, and I'm used to it and I know how to do it. But there are a lot of people, yeah, if they try to work at home right now, some of them are going to be playing games, watching, streaming video, you know, mm-hmm. until or, they realize that, yeah. ooh, my work's got to get done. Right. I better mm. start learning how to budget my time. And that's what it takes. Sure, I can work, I can work at home, do laundry and cook dinner. And still get my hours in. You, you know, got to be self-motivated. Right. One of the other factors, because easy, even if you're not going to goof off, but it's for some people, you know, some of us are introverts and we're fine, you know, but some people are extroverts and not having people around to right. to interact yeah. with because really can really harm their ability to get things done. They 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 get drained emotionally and in, in, in mentally drained by not interacting with other people. It can be very difficult for them. And, you know, I, I feel bad for extroverts. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't, they try to yeah. force it. I don't, cause they try to force inter, us introverts to be extroverts. So. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm kind <laughs> of, uh, I'm kind of winking a little bit on that one. Yeah. Cause it's always like, Oh, those poor introverts, they need to need to come out of their shell. I, f- I feel bad for the extroverts who are all cooped up at home. Well, I'm an extrovert and yep. I make sure that I make phone calls during the day or that I get on mess, you know, a messaging system and talk to people. Exactly. So I make mm-hmm. sure that I do I have a line of communication open because right. yeah, it will drive you crazy if I'm just with the dog all day for 8 hours. And that's 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 the the big thing of figuring out how to use these communication tools that we have with the internet now because mm-hmm. the fact is companies are and before this we're very successfully operating everything 
off of mostly stay-at-home workers. There are companies that have been very successful at that with, yep. you know, the obvious meetings that need to be held in person or what have you. Yeah, uh, often rarely uh, meetings. Uh, I worked for from 1997 to about 2004 from home. I worked remotely with uh, my boss when I worked for Catholic World News and Catholic mm-hmm. World Report magazine. And even though we lived within 30 miles of each other, we saw each other over the course of those years, about eight or nine years, we saw each other in person maybe four times over wow. that time. We worked very well in that. This was pre-Skype days. This was all via email and phone call. It, it, can, it can happen. I, I do love the joke of now we really, someone posted, now we really find out which of those meetings can be solved with just an email. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. How many <laughs> meetings are really necessary? It is. I think it is a good thing for companies, though, is they are going to start thinking about this, that, you know, this might be better for us because maybe we don't need as big a headquarters or exactly. you know, offices. This can be better for our employees because they don't have to travel as much. Yep. They don't have to park. They don't have to sit in, tra- in, in commuting in traffic or taking the public the transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other things I was thinking about that this could benefit, too, is companies that specialize in delivery services. Like if I'm quarantined, what do I what do I do? I'm going to have to order groceries via, you know, what we our local things, Peapod or yep. Whole Foods delivery. Yep. Um, or I think was it some of the, some people have Amazon well, now. Amazon. Is, yeah. Yep. Or uh, DoorDash or, you know, Uber Eats yep. and these various services. And, you know, yeah, you still got people coming to your door, although you can leave. I have a delivery box. They could leave it in the box. But one of the things that that I was thinking is these companies that are trying to roll out robots to do a lot of this stuff. You know, to do deliveries where it comes to the door and rings the bell and you go out and you, you see the little robot there. And you, I mean, these are still companies in their infancy, but they could get a real big boost out of something like this. True. Yeah, because and, and employ people who are feeling OK, who don't have the young. This doesn't mm-hmm. seem to affect the younger ones. Not as, as it much, affects yeah. us old fogies, apparently. <laughs> yes. So they could, and you know, people who are in service work right now who can't work in a restaurant per se, could probably move to something like this. Right, where they don't have to be interacting with people face-to-face necessarily, but can be doing the delivery of, of things. Of course, it doesn't help when you're uh, out in Montana, Fathercourt, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, well, it's, it's just here going, yeah, deli- well, I'm happy we have delivery pizza here. I mean, that's about <laughs> all we got. But, you right. know, but it, it is, it is going to be interesting to see how this goes forward. And, you know, it, this could be like a lot of things where we have one month where everything is just bad. You know, yep. we're kind of in the middle of that and it dies off because, as you know, I, looking at the, the charts, it they're, they're starting to see that kind of that plateau. Does that right. mean we've kind of hit, you know, the peak, the worst of it, like in China, is it going to start diminishing? Which in that case, people are going to start coming out more. Right. You know, and the, some of these issues may actually be not as big a deal as we think they are right now. Right. And there's some there's still there's also some uh, thought that maybe that this like the flu in the summertime, it will not be as much of an issue because sunlight disinfects and that sort of thing. Yep. And, but naturally, we'll, we'll kind of diminish it and then maybe come back again in the fall. So there's some question about that. But maybe by the fall, there'll be... There'll be the next one to worry about. Right. Or yeah. a vaccine or something else. So there's, there's something to... But you're right. This could have... This could be over in, in a month and not be an issue. Uh, or it this, you know, we could be in this for uh, a little longer of a haul, but uh, something to think about. See, admittedly, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical, though, that this is going to have long term changes, at least from a United States perspective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because if, it, if nothing else, because we're getting on top of it as quickly as we are here, 
We've seen what happened in China. We see what's happening in places like Italy. We're getting on top of it quicker. Um, it might actually not be as big an issue here right. as, again, the media is trying to ramp it up to be. Which, well, right. the danger is that we, we get on top of it, we get ahead of it. It's not a big deal. And people go, oh, see, you're all worried for nothing. No, yeah. it wasn't a big deal because we got we did stuff, you know. Well, and, and, and again, this happened with swine flu. This happened with uh, avian flu and SARS. H1. This happened with all yep. these different diseases in the past. Of Well, it wasn't a big deal here in the United States because our medical system had enough warning that they were able to take precautions early. And because you all learn to wash your hands. So <laughs> yeah. keep use washing hand your hands. Yeah. And take your vaccines. <laughs> Yeah, a couple other things I just want to point out. Uh, there is this website from uh, mycatholicdoctor.com, uh, which they have they they do telehealth. So, uh, but they're a a Catholic uh, medical practice, and uh, they're offering specific information regarding um, the coronavirus and things. And so, what you do is is you you get direct access to healthcare providers. Like there's a lot of services like this, but this is a specifically Catholic one. So I thought it was interesting that these are doctors who have a Catholic background. They they their their Catholic faith is a part of how they go about practicing medicine, which is a, a really interesting. And uh, and they they do you know face to face via video conferencing, and and they're offering some specific. It's at this point, it's like advice and, you know, calming down <laughs> and reassurance uh, regarding Corona coronavirus and that sort of stuff, the COVID-19. So uh, I thought that was interesting. And then uh, for your kids who are stuck at home and uh, if they if they get if their school gets closed and they're having to do schoolwork from home, uh, hopefully they don't take a lesson from the kids in Wuhan, China, who uh, <laughs> they had <laughs> they were they were being required to do their schoolwork using this app that was on uh uh, the app, the Alibaba app store, I guess, or whatever the app store is they have over there. Uh, and there's this one particular app and a rumor went around among the kids that uh, if an app gets enough one star reviews, it gets removed from the app store. So they all started one starring this particular app that they were required to use to do their homework. <laughs> and so this poor app, which is used for other things, not just homework has just gotten bombarded and sent to the bottom of the charts because of it. I just thought that was funny. It's called, uh, a uh, ding talk. Did did they think it wouldn't happen? I mean, think <laughs> I about it. it. And then it's going to give the ideas to some others too. But I think at least in the United States they'll have caught on by now, and they'll say, "Yeah, that won't. That's not going to come off." So <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's not going to. I think that we again one of those things where now we've seen it happen elsewhere. We're not going to let it happen here. Uh, uh, so that's that's as much I think as we want to talk about uh, this week. I uh, think, and maybe we'll have some, maybe some updates as there's new information. But if you have questions for us specifically related to tech, Catholic faith, the and the virus and that sort of thing, uh, feel free to contact us. We're at technology at sqpn dot com or wherever you can leave comments, and we'll we'll try to uh, address anything that comes up. Uh, I do want to mention a couple other things. Uh, first is you know if you've if you've been on the internet for as long as I have, you might remember something called SETI at home. SETI is an acronym for Search for Extraterrestrial oh, yeah. Intel Intelligence. Uh, it's a project that uh, Carl Sagan was involved in for many years. And it, what it does, it's these radio telescopes that are pointed at the sky and absorbed all the radio waves coming in from around the, the universe. A city, yeah, SETI at home was like the first big distributed computing it's, project. Yes. Yeah. So the way it worked is you had to analyze all of this data and there was so much of it 
that they 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 didn't have supercomputers, so they came up with this program, this 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 uh yeah program where you could install some software on your home computer and you would um, download bits of it, run the analysis, and upload it back up again, all automated and all in the background. Um, and uh, and it was it was really big twenty years ago. I remember like you'd join oh, a yeah. team and different teams would compete to see who you know which team was was doing the most uh cycles and you know your cpu stuff um it kind of faded a bit over time uh well now they're they're shutting it down uh because we've analyzed all the data <laughs> they, mm-hmm. all the data that they had has been in and now they need to kind of sift through the analysis and write the paper the scientific papers uh based on it but did you, did either of you do any of these? Uh, oh yeah, I, I did. I did city at home for a while. I kind of forgot about it. I had it set up for a couple of years and yep. did some of that. It was a, it was, it was an interesting model. The idea of your computer is sitting there, not doing anything. So let the screensaver run. Or in the case, you know, like I had a Linux box where it would just right. have a process that would run in the background. It would just grab a chunk of data and do its little computation and send it off and keep right. going and keep going. The vast majority of your computer's time is sitting there doing nothing. Your computer, your computer is idle, essentially. Showing, showing a slideshow of your pictures because that's the screensaver you've got. <laughs> right. Mm. Or even when you're working, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not typing all the time. I'm not, you know, necessarily, even, when, even if I'm moving the mouse every few seconds, that's an eternity for a computer. You know, so yeah, this pl- and, it's, and nowadays our computers are so powerful that there's so much overhead that's available mm-hmm. that uh, it makes it even more powerful. So... Uh, so SETI at home is done. So the next step is to go see if ET's been calling us. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, there's actually a, of course, as there is nowadays, there's a, there's a coronavirus connection, which is there's a similar pro- uh, program called Folding at Home, which is it analyzes protein folding algorithm. I don't know. It's some it's the science is above my head, but it's it has something to do with analyzing uh, organic you know proteins. And one of the things that it can analyze is it helps analyze the viruses, including coronavirus. Uh, so maybe mm-hmm. you, your computer could help find the uh, cure for, yeah. for what ails us. That oh, there you nice. go. So there's, uh, you could join those programs as well. But uh, farewell, SETI at home. Uh, hopefully you found some alien life and we're just, it's a matter of time of we find out what that is. Uh, then there's, we talked last time about a, a company that lets you sue robocallers. Uh, that uh, you just have to use the nice. a supplied virtual credit card, and then you can sue them for three thousand dollars of breach. Well, there's another one of these out there. Uh, for three dollars, a robot lawyer, uh, it was quote unquote, will sue data brokers that don't delete your personal or in location in- info. So, the California hmm. Consumer Privacy Act, it's a new law in California, um, says that the consumers who want to exercise their rights to have companies stop collecting their personal data. Which which is new under this law, uh, they have to contact every data broker individually, and there are more than a hundred registered data brokers out there. So this startup mm. called Do Not Pay uh, is three dollars a month. Will contact all of these data brokers on your behalf and demand they delete your and your family's personal information, and then it will show you what data they've collected, and uh, even initiate legal proceedings if they fail to comply. So, hmm. uh, well, you know, I, w- is this a, a well spent three dollars? I don't know. I I would be very skeptical. And of course, <laughs> you know, with with as as successful as the do not call registry has been, <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I just I, I I'm all for data privacy. I just wonder 
how easy is it going to be actually to get get this to work? You know, again, like this robot lawyer saying, you know, we're, I'm going to mass spam out a hundred letters, and you know, they have to respond. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. A one word, one word gimmick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is someone's looking to make not just a buck, but three bucks a month from you on mm-hmm. this. Uh, I, I'll be curious to see whether. I mean, does is is it of lasting value for your your privacy online? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I would I, I would counsel uh, skepticism too. And you know, the the fact is, there's no such thing as data privacy online. Even with these laws, Europe has shown that that even there, there's still issues of data privacy breaches and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the internet operates off your data. That's how the internet that sits right now. It's a data depository. Right. All right. So let's uh, move on to our picks of the week. We'll wrap things up this week with some fun uh, picks that we can have Mm -hmm. or useful picks. Uh, Those are always good, too. Uh, And Joanne, let's start with you. What's your pick this week? Well, as somebody who deals with music and genealogy, I need scanners all the time. So there is a free app for iOS, and I believe it's probably also an Android, called Adobe Scan. Now, you don't have to be part of the Adobe suite to have Adobe scan. And it's a very, it's a very robust scanner um, that I like a lot. And I, especially for music, I pair it for you musicians. I pair it with the app for score, which allows me to put music in very nice little piles mm. of, um, e- um, <laughs> this happens all the time to me when I'm, <laughs> when I'm half asleep now um, in nice little programs. Okay, where I have to do programs every week and I need a program for each mass. So um, the, thing about the, the thing about the Adobe Scan is it works seamlessly. If you take a picture of your music, now let's not talk about copyright laws yet, but when right. you take a picture of your music to put it in, your, in the app, it will, you can play with it, you can crop it, you can enhance it, and then put it right into Fourscore. Fourscore won't let you manipulate. They have a scanner too, but it won't let you manipulate the scans as mm. as well as Adobe Scan does. For genealogy, if you happen to be somewhere um, that you need to take pictures of books, a lot of to before scanners, we used to have to write everything down or go to the copy machine, spend twenty five cents a copy. Adobe Scan is really nice to be able to again cleanly take a robust picture of whatever the mm-hmm. information is. So I highly recommend it. Now, the one thing is if you are part of the Adobe system and you are part of the document cloud, it will store things there. If you're not, it'll just store it in your, in your device. So, and I haven't figured out yet if it will store it somewhere else in your computer, but I, because mm-hmm. I have the document cloud, I don't need that. So it's you just find it in the Apple in the Apple Store. It's free. It's probably in Google Play. Same thing. Yep, and it is. Yep, I just checked. It is available for Android and Google Play. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's really nice. I I've I've tried a whole bunch of different scanning apps, and I happen to like this one the most. But Excellent. if you're a musician and you have Fourscore, it pairs very nicely with that. Great idea. Great idea. Uh, Father Corey, what's your pick this week? So mine actually kind of plays on some of the topics we discussed were remote uh, working from home or, you know, remote computing or what have you. Um, Microsoft's remote desktop software to do your remote work, of course, going to, in theory, going to a Microsoft um, computer, but anything that handles the uh, handles uh, remote 
desktop will work with this yeah. VNC. Thank you. Yeah. I was good. Um, I was gonna say VPN, but I knew that wasn't it. VNC. <laughs> yeah. Um, will work with it, and it's actually a fairly easy to use program. Um, of course, I'm I'm Mac based, as are are the other two panelists. Mm-hmm. But I do have a Windows computer that sits elsewhere. It doesn't sit at my desk. And there's times I need to do things. For example, I've got a Canon, you know, a nice Canon, you know, office style copier scanner. You've seen them, you know, the image runner style uh, system that I print from. And it prints from Mac great, but it does not scan to Mac. I just, I, that's something that Canon irritates me that they have not come <laughs> out with a Mac software for scanning from this copier. Yeah, especially since they support printing to it from Mac. So I've got this Windows computer and the remote desktop works great to be able to use this Microsoft remote desktop tool. Go to that Windows computer, tell it to scan, and then it goes, you know, uses, you know, OneDrive or Dropbox or whatever. And I can just grab the file real quick. You know, it's just kind of a kind of a workaround. But it is it is great for being able to quickly and easily um connect to this computer, do the work I need to do, or even, you know, there's a couple of games I play that run on Windows that work well. With, you know, they're not super high-def high 3D, you know. Right. They, those don't work so well. But, you know, some fairly basic games work really well being able to just go and do the remote desktop and do your work. And so, you know, for companies where if you've got a VPN connection to your company's network, you can very easily set up your desktop computer at your office so that you can just remote desktop with co- corporate security, et cetera, et cetera, and get right in and do the work you need to do remotely. And it's like you're working on your desktop, at your computer at work yeah, from exactly. whatever you have at home, a Mac or a, it even works on apparently HoloLens, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So oh, wow. it's, it's, it, it's nice to, you know, you can full screen it. So it is just like you've got the Windows desktop sitting there on your second monitor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, uh, thank you. That's a good one. Uh, my pick this week is, is, is a new old app that's out again. That's uh, a little bit of a nostalgia pick in, in the sense of Net Newswire. Net Newswire was one of the first Mac RSS apps. Now, RSS. What is RSS? Back in the day when we were all reading blogs, <laughs> it was uh, it, it, RSS was the way of of putting a link into some software and it collecting all of the new articles whenever something new was posted. And in fact, if you subscribe to this podcast, that's how you're getting it is through RSS. That's how podcast yeah. uh, apps work. So, uh, but Net Newswire it was around years ago. Uh, it was oh, what is his name? There was a, the 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 developer who was writing it. Um, he sold it off to this other company, and then uh, they sold it to uh, somebody else. And he, and long story short, they did, they kind of let it die. And now the original developer has bought it back, and he's redeveloping it for uh, iOS and Mac. He says uh, so. That's that's pretty cool. I have the iOS version. That's the one I was picking, and uh, it's nice. It can, you can have it either have your uh, um, RSS links to various websites local. Uh, on your iPad, say, or on your phone, or you. What I, what I do is I have a Feedly account. You could use Feedly, Feedbin, and I think there's a third one. I forget what it is. Where you it it pulls from that, and then that will sync with whatever software you're using on your Mac. Or you can have you can use different software to do the same thing. So uh, I, I don't want to go into the, all the details on it. Uh, you can check it out. But uh, I'm my pick is uh, NetNewsWire. It's free. It's open source, and uh, it's available again. Uh, as he says, it's like podcasts, but for reading. So uh, that mm. would be, I think, right up the alley for folks who uh, listen to this podcast. Yeah, it's funny that there are 
groups that say, oh, RSS is dead. It's like, no, RSS is still running podcasts. Podcasts <laughs> still exist. There are plenty of other, you know, sites and blogs and everything that still exist and still yes. operate on RSS. So that's right. That's right. Uh, and, and be careful. There's a couple different links. If you Google it, uh, there's a there's a couple links to older versions. You want to make sure you get the, uh, the the latest version. So I'll make sure to get the uh, actual latest links in in the show notes on our site. All right. So as we finish up, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including this time Tori, Richard S., Andrew S., Linda K., and Michael C. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So if what do you think of our discussion? If you have any feedback you'd like to give or questions you'd like to ask, you can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And as I said, you can find links uh, from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. If you can, we'd greatly appreciate it if you would take a moment and go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from and write a review of the show that really helps us to reach out to new listeners and to grow the show audience, as well as if you share the podcast with your friends. If you have friends you think might benefit from this type of show, sharing it with them does a service for both them and for us, and we would greatly appreciate it. You, you would be a good friend. Until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thank you, Dom. And Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. 